Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 53, EEOC, Sex-Based Pay Discrimination Cases. My name is Thomas Rock Lindsay, and I am your small business buddy, instructor, and servant, and I'm here to help you thrive in your role as an employer. This is where small business owners gain employer intelligence in around seven minutes every Tuesday and Thursday. In the last episode, we learned a wee bit about equal pay for women. I briefly presented the case that we don't have an epidemic that needs fixing with more laws, as the politicians and the press would have you believe. We learned it's been illegal to pay women less than men for substantially equal work under similar working conditions since 1963 as a result of the Equal Pay Act and Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. We learned these laws have been supplemented by additional laws since then, including the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act of 2009. I want to explore this issue a little deeper by looking at some of the recent Equal Employment Opportunity Commission or EEOC lawsuits against employers and ask the question, do we have an equal pay problem that will be improved if we pass another law, such as the proposed Paycheck Fairness Act? On today's episode of Small Biz Brainiac, let's rock this. The EEOC issues a press release every time they file or settle a lawsuit for discrimination. And I scoured the archives of January 1st, 2015 through July 31st, 2016, looking for all the pay discrimination lawsuits, and I was shocked by what I found. Of the 573 press releases, only eight, just eight, are related to pay discrimination. I saw far more lawsuits for pregnancy discrimination, but most are for disability discrimination or sexual harassment. I was captivated by the case summaries provided in the press releases, and I think you'll find them interesting and educational. I'd like to read all of them to you, but that will take too long, so I'm just going to read the first two paragraphs of the two most interesting, plus a bonus one that I think you'll find funny. At least, I think it's funny. Now, if you want to read the others, you'll find them in the show notes, which you can get at smallbizbrainiac.com forward slash podcasts and click on episode 53. Okay, our first case. Stanley Martin Companies LLC, one of the largest home builders in the Mid-Atlantic region, will pay $45,000 and furnish significant equitable relief to resolve a federal sex-based pay discrimination lawsuit the EEOC announced today. EEOC charged Stanley Martin with refusing to promote Carrie Smith to a purchasing manager position at its Reston, Virginia office due to her sex. When Stanley Martin finally promoted Smith to the purchasing manager position, she was paid a lower salary than male purchasing managers, even though she was doing substantially equal work, EEOC says. Our second case is SOCI Petroleum, a.k.a. Santmeyer Oil Company, Inc. A leading oil company violated federal pay laws by paying a female employee less than a male predecessor for performing substantially equal work, the EEOC charged in a lawsuit filed on September 30, 2015. According to the EEOC's lawsuit, SOCI hired Lori Bowersock in 2006 to perform human resource work at the company's facility in Wooster, Ohio. At the time, 
Amel was functioning as the company's human resource manager, but after his employment ended in 2009, Bowersock assumed his functions and began performing the human resource management work. The EEOC alleges that SOCI was biased against females and that the company tolerated the use of derogatory sex-based remarks to refer to females and devalued the accomplishments and capacity of female employees as compared to that of males. The company paid Bowersock lower compensation than it paid to the male predecessor, according to the complaint. Now for this bonus one, this is where males were discriminated against, and even though it isn't one of the eight pay discrimination cases, I wanted to mention it because it's a good example of how you can end up going too far to avoid discrimination against one group that you end up discriminating against another. International restaurant chain Ruby Tuesday Inc. will pay $100,000 and implement preventative measures to settle a sex discrimination lawsuit brought by the EEOC, the agency announced today. The federal agency charged that Ruby Tuesday denied two male employees the opportunity to work as servers in the busy resort town of Park City, Utah in the summer of 2013. According to the EEOC suit, Ruby Tuesday posted an internal announcement within a nine-state region for temporary positions with company-provided housing and the chance for greater earnings. However, the announcement stated that only females would be considered, purportedly because of concerns about housing employees of both genders together. Ruby Tuesday only selected women for those summer jobs, therefore blocking two male employees from transferring to the resort. So in their attempt to avoid potential sexual harassment situations, they get slapped with a sex discrimination lawsuit. I'm sure the accounting department's to blame for this. The bean counters were just too cheap to purchase two separate housing facilities. Well, what percentage of all sex-based pay discrimination violations does the EEOC catch? Of course, nobody knows, but the EEOC does track all charges filed by 10 different categories, one of which is equal pay. A charge is filed when an individual reports discrimination. For fiscal year and September 30, 2015, there were 973 Equal Pay Act charges, whereas over a 19-month period, there were only eight lawsuits filed. The number of charges since 1997 has ranged from 818 a year to 1,134 for an average of 1,038, or 1.21% of all filed charges the least of all 10 categories. Let's say for argument's sake that the eight lawsuits represent a 12-month period. That's being conservative. That would mean 0.77% of the average number of annual complaints are legitimate. So do we have a problem that needs more legislation? Clearly there are companies out there breaking existing laws, but by these numbers, it isn't remotely the problem that the press and politicians claim it is. If the statistic that women are being paid on average 21 cents less than males is accurate, and that's according to the report by the American Association of University Women that I mentioned in the last episode, then the number due to violations of existing laws is minuscule. And any laws forcing that statistic lower would have to include reverse discrimination, i.e. paying women, or anyone else for that matter, less despite the existing legal reasons for doing so, which are a seniority-based system, a merit system, a system which measures earnings by quantity or quality of production, or a differential based on any other factor other than sex. Well, there you have it. Let's recap. It's been illegal to pay women less than men for substantially equal work under similar working conditions since 1963. So don't do it. 
Don't do stupid things like these eight companies who were sued by the EOC. Base all compensation decisions on real differentiating factors. Use the affirmative defenses to establish your compensation decision-making criteria and document everything. That said, based on the number of pay discrimination charges and the number of EEOC lawsuits that result, this just isn't the epidemic the press and politicians are promoting. New laws will create unintended consequences and put more compliance pressure on you. We need less regulation, not more. We need more freedom and individual responsibility, not more nanny state rules. I hope you're finding this podcast educational and maybe even a little entertaining. If so, please help me promote it by sharing it with your friends and by giving the show a five-star rating and a killer review on iTunes. It seriously helps the ranking, which helps others find it in the sea of podcasts. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.